Welcome to Midlife Redesign Podcast. I am your host, Desiree Lee Thompson. I'm an entrepreneur, published author, coach, and mentor. I am passionate, driven, candid, and the creator of Desiree Lee Coaching for busy, high-achieving women who want to lead the second half of their lives with intention and integrity by reconnecting with their true self to take hold of their future. Midlife Redesign Podcast supports women who desire deep connection, contribution, and ambition from the heart for a richer sense of meaning and purpose. I offer straight talk with practical strategies to help courageous women unleash the dynamic visionary that they are by stepping into their personal power so that they can make real life changes in all areas of their lives, starting with themselves. So let's get started. Today's episode is called How Type A Personalities Are Similar to Survivors of Unresolved Trauma and What You Should Do to Find Out If This Is True for You. Many women who are high achievers, driven, or type A personalities have lived on adrenaline for many years before we approached or reached midlife. This can be okay for restless high achievers when we are young, pumped full of adrenaline. It feels great to be on top of the world, striving for goals and promotions with everything on the schedule as time urgent. I get it. I know. I've been there, ambitious and driven with high expectations. But when you get close to or reach midlife, something has to shift. Our body and mind cannot function on adrenaline or that caffeine high like we used to. Some women will continue to function this way, believing that this is the only way to be in this world, to get to the top or get what they want. But it's not true. This way of living also depletes us. Taipeis are typically more stress prone, in a hurry, impatient, hostile, and want things done quickly or yesterday. This can lead to high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, and obesity from all the stress hormones rushing through our bloodstream, especially coming into midlife when hormones are fluctuating dramatically. When we approach midlife, we seriously have to start thinking about our health. If we haven't done so yet, and if we've simply been coasting through life without a hitch to any ailments. At some point, being stuck in this stress response will eventually get to us, and not in the most beneficial ways. The same goes for women who haven't worked through their past traumas. Sure, I've heard advocates say that some women might never want to work through their trauma because it was so horrific, and that this is okay. But I absolutely disagree with the statement. That's a cop-out. If you know the basics of trauma and how it affects the body, you will realize quickly that it enters the body as energy and with a force of negative or low energy. This energy needs to be released carefully and most likely with a trusted experienced professional. If you've experienced developmental trauma or any other type of chronic trauma, you are not devoid of living in a body that responds automatically to triggers in a way that you did during the trauma. You could try to convince your mind for sure that you don't respond in such a way. But if you did some deep internal exploration, you'd realize there are things like trapped emotions still lingering that interfere in your life today. 
If you have experienced past traumas like I did, and as I shared in the first episode of Midlife Redesigned, titled, Why We Are Short on Time and How Self-Reflection Can Change This, then you may fit into the category of a type A personality. Without working on my own history of trauma, even when I practiced meditation and mindfulness on a regular basis, my body was constantly in the stress response, on guard and hypervigilant meaning that my body was, most times, running on the sympathetic nervous system with epinephrine pumping through my bloodstream. I was avoiding healing my past. I didn't want to go there. So I kept myself busy on high adrenaline. Let me give you an explanation of how the stress response works. Humans are biologically set up in a way to naturally respond to stress or a threat with both our mind and body. When a person feels threatened, whether it's a real or a perceived threat, the mind and body engage in a state of alertness, which operates from the sympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is a part of the nervous system that dictates the body's rapid involuntary responses to dangerous or stressful situations. Just like when you see a bear in the woods or on the streets, like here in North Vancouver. Anyway, our senses to thirst, hunger, and sleep are reduced, and our body gets ready either to battle, escape, or be still. As said, this is the stress response, or what we also call the fight, flight, and freeze response. This is definitely okay when there is an actual threat. It keeps us safe because we run, we move, whatever we need to do but it is not okay for our bodies to be in this state of alertness, which is the case when we are type A's or when we have unresolved past trauma and our body is continuously activated by triggers. I'm a registered nurse with a lot of education in my background, which includes graduate work, but it's not necessary to go into the great detail in regard to this. Just know that when you are stressed, your adrenaline kicks in and pumps a lot of stress hormones like cortisol into your bloodstream. But over time, with a dysregulated stress response, our hormones like cortisol, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, for example, get depleted. So initially cortisol is increased, but with continuous stress over a long period of time, our hormonal levels start to decline, which leads us then to several health problems in midlife. As children who have experienced abuse, we tend to live in this stress response cycle. And if we haven't done the work of self-analysis or self-inquiry, we may not even know that we are still living in this stress cycle because we are so used to it. It's something familiar to us. And we may even get into altercations to kick the stress response in if it hasn't been activated for a while, kind of like an addiction. While in a stress response, rather than critically and rationally evaluate a situation when under stress, we move directly into our emotions, hence why we call them E as in energy and motions as in movement. And then we react as though Everybody and everything around us are a threat. Everyone around us is the cause of the problem or is against us. 
there's no judgment here at all. This is simply the survivor's way to protect themselves, nothing more. That's why others should not take things personally due to someone else's behavior. You don't know what they're going through. Anyhow, this habit of living from the stress response cycle remains with us, even when we grow into adulthood, which then affects our relationship with ourself as well as others. So type A personalities and unresolved trauma survivors are in this state of constant adrenaline. But there is one more thing I'd like to add and for you to think about. Type A's want or should consider doing some self-reflective work to see why they are type A's. Is there anything from the past that is unresolved? Is there anything painful in the past that they are trying to avoid or deny? Our subconscious carries a lot more weight than we may think and realize. It holds on to all the memories, visually, somatically, and intuitively. We should never simply assume that our behavior is just who we are, or simply let our behavior be defined by a personality type, or that we were born with it. More analysis is needed to seek genuine self-understanding. So how does this, these high-achieving, high-adrenaline women or survivors of unresolved trauma, have to do with not being able to connect with their hearts? Here's a question I want you to consider. When you are functioning or performing from this busyness mode, operating on high adrenaline, do you have time to connect to your heart? When you are in the stress response and your prefrontal cortex that plays a central role in cognitive control function shuts down while your limbic system or emotional brain is enhanced, can you think clearly and consciously connect with your heart? The answer is no, you cannot. Because we are no longer in our mind. We are in our emotions, energy in motion, energy in chaotic movement. The body is caught up in the adrenaline stress response. So your cognitive functions are shut down and your emotional brain is in the red zone. There is a divide between your heart, mind, and body. When we are in this state, we can't feel our connection to our heart. We are disconnected from ourselves and others. How could we be in touch with ourselves in such a disorganized state? We are too busy functioning on adrenaline and stress hormones to even think straight or be conscious to our hearts or intuitive self. This is the sure way to keep ourselves from our internal guidance system, what should be directing us in our lives, and self-love. Midlife is a time to self-reflect, to self-reflect on how our lives have served us well so far and what is not serving us anymore. It's time to think about our second stage in life, Remember the time concept I talked about in the first episode? It's a really important concept. And if you haven't listened to it, I strongly suggest you go back and listen to episode one. We need to pay attention and stay focused on how we choose to lead the second half of our lives. Our time is limited. How do you want this second stage of your life to look? 
if you really want to make an impact or leave any kind of legacy to share with your children or future generations, now is the time to get out of your head and into your heart. It's time to jump into those stories which are subconsciously holding you back and deal with what is keeping you stuck in a vicious cycle. It's time to move forward into the real possibility of genuine deep connection with self and to allow others to have true and full access to your heart as well. It's time to see your greatness. Midlife is a critical point in our lives. We have a chance to reevaluate our beliefs and values, our path in life, and answer the question, who am I truly at this point in my life? And what is it that I want and desire? Not for my children, not for my husband or wife, not for the social norms, but me. As women, we always think of others. This is not about selfishness. This is about extreme self-care where you put yourself first, maybe for the first time ever. Studies show that burnout and exhaustion, as well as living with unresolved traumas, keeps our mind preoccupied and our heart disconnected, leading to major health consequences. But it also keeps us in a place of confusion and disconnection to who we are and what is meaningful to us. The power of choice is yours to change your direction. Grab a journal, write down the coaching questions I mentioned above. If you need to, hit rewind and then begin reflecting on these important questions so you can learn more about yourself. Thank you so much for being a part of the community and listening to Midlife Redesigned. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and leave us a review so more women like you can find us and listen to life-changing content that we share. I'd also love to hear from you personally. Come join the conversation on social. My Instagram handle is at Desiree Lee Thompson and Facebook is at Coach Desiree Lee. You can find these links and more at DesireeLee.com. See you next time.